0: Well, hello, Covenant Network, and good morning. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven, and we are ready to go here on this Thursday, April 27th at 7 a.m. I'm Adam Wright, happy to be with you as always. Let's begin our day in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. There's two I want to start praying for more and more every day. That's fortitude and fear of the Lord. You know, I, I uh, we'll come back to that later today, but you know, it's a time for us to be bold. It's a time for us to be courageous. It's a time for us to witness to our faith. So let's pray for those gifts. Today on the show, we're going to be hearing from Father Richard Heilman about miracles in our lives and praying with humility. Father Schumacher has a homily for us on the bread of life. And then we're going to hear about the Good Shepherd from Monsignor Morris. And then we will be speaking today live during the show. Uh, we, we're going to be doing an interview with Father Don Calloway. And uh, we're very excited to have Father Calloway join us for the show today that's going to be a little later on, talking about his new book, Eucharistic Gems. And uh, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's go now to Mike Roberts and today's weather and saint of the day.
1: Today is the feast day of St. Simeon, Bishop of Jerusalem and Martyr, and St. Zita. Born in Italy early in the 13th century, she came from a poor but devout family. Her sister became a Cistercian nun, and her brother was a hermit that locals considered a saint. When she was 12, Zita became a servant girl for a wealthy family. She worked extremely hard, and her attitude was always kind and generous. But many of the other servants, and even the family she worked for, treated her severely, even beat her. Still, Zita's attitude never changed, and eventually her kindness and intelligence and hard work all paid off, and they could no longer be overlooked. She gained more and more responsibility, ultimately becoming head of the household affairs. Zita rose several hours before everyone else, attended Mass every morning, and considered the work she was given a gift from God. Once... When she became aware of someone in need of food, she left the home to deliver it. When other servants informed the family she'd gone without finishing her cooking, they found angels baking bread in the kitchen in Zita's absence. She died on this day in 1272, and that night, a star appeared over the attic where she slept. After her death, more than 150 miracles were attributed to Zita. St. Zeta, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
2: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts.
0: I want to share something with you I was reading late yesterday and early this morning. Catholic News Agency has an article about the new priests that will be ordained throughout the month of May, really in the coming month, uh, also into June as well. More than 450 men are set to be ordained as priests. There was a survey that went out, 334 of the 458 seminarians responded. That's a rate of 73%. Now, I mention this because I want to point out a few things. Of those uh, that responded, 72% approximately were altar servers. Um, About 50% served as lecturers and 40% served as extraordinary ministers. So lesson for us, encourage young men to become altar servers. Encourage those boys, especially those of you that are involved in catechesis and whatnot in our elementary schools and our PSR when it comes time, when, when Father says we're training the servers, encourage the young men to become altar service. Also, uh, 73% of respondents regularly took part in Eucharistic adoration, and another 66% regularly prayed the rosary. So, for those of you who are parents of sons like me, what do we have to do? Well, if we want our children to be open to a vocation to the priesthood, We need to pray the rosary with them. We need to make sure they're praying the rosary. We need to teach them to pray the rosary. We need to set that habit with them when they're young so it's not a foreign concept when they get older. And, uh, you know, here's the beautiful thing in all of this. You say, well, Adam, are you telling me we need to pray the rosary with our kids and we need to have have the boys become altar servers so that they'll become priests and, and take our kids to Eucharistic adoration? Well, not so much that they'll become priests, that they'll say yes to God's calling for them, yes to the vocation that he's calling them to, which may be the priesthood. But I'll tell you this, of all the seminarians I know that have gone on to be ordained priests, they, you know, they make wonderful priests. Of all the seminarians I know that were thinking that might be where God was calling them, they went to the seminary, they ended up discerning out. They have gone on to some wonderful lives because they've discerned God's vocation. But it was all that openness to discerning his vocation, which starts in prayer. When we come back, we'll have more Roadmap to Heaven. Daily Offering God the Father, I thank Thee for creating me. God the Son, I thank Thee for redeeming me. God the Holy Spirit, I thank Thee for sanctifying me. Infuse into my thoughts, words, and actions Thy grace, so that they may be supernaturally pleasing to Thee and supernaturally rewarding to me forever. O blessed Trinity, abundantly assist me in becoming that which Thou intended me to become when Thou created me. For in Thy perfection I will give Thee the glory Thou desirest of me, and in that perfection, I will find my greatest joy in heaven. Amen. We always love having Father Don Calloway with us on the show. He is a Marian father of the Immaculate Conception. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things, Father, I, I don't tire about talking with you uh, about the Blessed Mother. I don't tire mm. about talking about St. Joseph. And today, especially, we, we get to talk about our Lord. So what's not to love there? You've got a new book out, Eucharistic Gems, which is yep. great for this revival and i was hoping to be able to hold up my copy here on the video except uh it's not getting delivered till about four o'clock today because there was a shipping delay with the carrier so but luckily you have yours
2: i do yeah um and it's it's hot off the press so um it's uh the fourth book in this series of gems books that i have so i've got one on saint joseph gems rosary gems marion gems and now eucharistic gems, so perfect for the eucharistic revival
0: so let's talk about some of these gems because i've loved your rosary gems most especially but i I had a conversation earlier today we were talking about revival being a thing that you know what is revival you you're dead and then they bring Mm -hmm. you back to life and so if Mm -hmm. if we're being revived here what are some of these gems you want to share with us today yeah so
2: um what it is the book is basically just um daily quotes on the eucharist from great saints who really emphasize the Eucharist in their spirituality. I mean, all saints do, but some kind of stand out more than others, and um, mystics uh, of the church and popes. And probably the one that's the most prominent in the book is a saint named St. Peter Julian Imard. He is not that well known outside of France, um, but he's actually been called the apostle of the Eucharist by several popes. And his insights, um, his wisdom on the Blessed Sacrament as it relates to us, to Our Lady, to the Saints, to confession, all all these things is off the charts. I mean, it's really extraordinary. So I've got him in the book big time. And then, you know, Venerable Fulton Sheen, you know, nobody can say it like Fulton Sheen did, you know, just incredible. Uh, St. John Paul II, St. Faustina, and a ton of others Um, all throughout the last 2,000 years of church history. Really good stuff.
0: I, I can't wait to—like I said, my copy is literally going to be delivered today. I can't wait to uh, pick it up and start thumbing through the pages on that. One of the things I, I was thinking about—and again, uh, earlier today I was able to have an interview about the Eucharistic Revival, and we were talking about this temptation to think about, well, th- th- that's for other people. That's for people that don't believe in the Eucharist. It's not for me. I mean, I go to Mass every week, Father, sometimes more than once a week, and I go to adoration and, and whatnot, and yet— this period of revival, if it doesn't start in our own hearts, I suppose we're kind of missing the point, aren't we?
2: Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, it's it's really us who need to be revived. As you said, um, the Eucharist doesn't need to be revived. It's it's he, It's Jesus. He's God, right? So the emphasis is kind of on us changing. And, okay, so let's say that somebody is already deeply in love with the Eucharist and they believe that he's truly present. Praise God for that gift. Now, maybe take it to the next level in this Eucharistic revival. Maybe let your Eucharistic spirituality start to be one of reparation, for example, for those who maybe are committing sacrileges against the Blessed Sacrament or offending our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, you can go deeper, too, since you're already in love with him. Take it to the next level.
0: Oh, I love that. So what do we do, though? You know, th- that might be a new term for someone to say, well, you want me to do acts of reparation for, for the <laughs> Eucharist, uh, What do you do? do? Yeah,
2: so I think it's important to remember that the Eucharist is a person. It's Jesus. So, you know, when sometimes uh, happens, unfortunately, sometimes people involved in the occult, for example, try to obtain a consecrated host in order to desecrate it. This is becoming more widely done today, actually. There's crazy stuff going on. Um, Or, for example, people... Um, who are in mortal sin, public figures, and profess to be Catholic, and then they don't live according to the teachings of the church, promoting abortion, for example, and they receive Holy Communion, and they make it really uh, something televised and so forth. You know, this is an offense against our Lord. So what can we do? We can spend time before our eucharistic lord you know offering him our hearts remembering it's a it's a relationship he's a person and we can say lord you know for my own weaknesses and any way that i've offended you and i ask you to please pardon those who have done these other things that have offended you i offer you my heart i will spend this time with you uh, in reparation because you're so good you love us so much and i'm sorry that this has been done to you
0: and you know that that really does mean something to jesus because he so much loves us you know, as you say that, that makes me think of this in a new way, and I don't know why I haven't thought of this before. But, you know, say my wife has a, just a terrible day at work. It happens time to time, I think, to all of us. She doesn't want me to go to her work and say, how dare you give my wife such a hard time? How dare you make this so difficult? She wants me to be there with her, maybe to hold her hand, to sit down to dinner with her and just be present to her. And and so what a beautiful image that is you've given us for Mm -hmm. just spending that time with our Lord in reparation for the sins against him in the Blessed Sacrament.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, our Lord on occasion has actually appeared to certain saints throughout church history and, you know, told them about this and said, you know, behold this heart, which is so loved mankind and yet is so offended, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and many, many others. And he invites them to spend time with him, making reparation and just being present, as you said, with him. I mean, that that's what the relationship is, right?
0: All right. Now I want to end... I- end our time together with this, because you know we, we can't talk with Father Don Calloway without talking about the Blessed Mother and the Rosary, and I, I just love the thought of praying the Rosary during a time of Eucharistic adoration. Some people say, I don't know how to make a holy hour. I mean, I get about five minutes in, and then I'm so antsy, antsy, antsy. I, I can't sit still. What do I do? And that's when I say, hey, pull out your Rosary and meditate upon the life of our Lord. Why is it such a powerful thing and such a necessary thing for us to not only go to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, but to go to him with his mother through her intercession.
2: Yeah, because he loves her so much. And so, you know, we come with our petitions, with our needs, and he loves us. Oh, he loves us so much. But our lady as a mother has a way of kind of cleaning us up as a mother does. Just like a mother, when you are about to go to church, mother says, okay, here, honey, you know, and she, she fixes your hair and she fixes your clothes. And okay, now you look really good. But that's what a mother does. And Mary does that in the spiritual life, too. She makes us kind of more presentable to Jesus. And so when we come to our Lord through Mary and with Mary, it's extraordinary and amazing things are going to happen. And and praying that rosary is powerful because we're, we're entering into the sacred and saving mysteries of the life of our Lord, and we're making a pilgrimage. When you pray the rosary, you're going to Calvary, you're going to Bethlehem, you're going to Cana, you're making a pilgrimage in your heart and in your mind, and there's going to be graces, there's going to be blessings that flow.
0: All right. Now, the book again, friends, is Eucharistic Gems by Father Don Calloway, and Father's got many books as well. Uh, Father, where do they go online to buy the book? Because I know it really helps fellow priests out when we buy it from you.
2: Yeah. So we've got two websites. Um, The easiest one, my religious community established for me, it's just fathercalloway.com. And you have to spell out the father part. It's fathercalloway.com. And when you go there, you'll find all the books, and that'll take you to shopmercy.org, which has a lot of other stuff. But if you go to fathercalloway.com first, you'll see it pops up right away, and you'll be able to have easy access to it.
0: All right. Well, Father, I, I have to ask you to close our time together with a prayer. It wouldn't be right for us not to honor the Blessed Mother and to honor our Lord after this time together.
2: Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of the Eucharist. And during this time of the Eucharistic revival, help us to be revived, to be restored, renewed in our love for Jesus truly present in the Blessed Sacrament, especially through the intercession of Our Lady, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. So again, that's Father Calloway, Father Don Calloway. And you can go to his website or you can go to shopmercy.org. The book is Eucharistic Gems. Father, thank you so much for being with us on roadmap to heaven today. We're going to take a break, but don't go anywhere. We've got more of the show after this.
3: Invocation of the nine choirs of angels. O holy angels, watch over us at all times during this perilous life. O holy archangels, be our guides on the way to heaven. O heavenly choir of the principalities, govern us in soul and body. O mighty powers, preserve us against the wiles of the demons. O celestial virtues, give us strength and courage in the battle of life. O powerful dominations, obtain for us dominion over the rebellion of our flesh. O sacred thrones, grant us peace with God and man. O brilliant cherubim, Illumine our minds with heavenly knowledge, O burning seraphim, and kindle in our hearts the fire of charity. Amen.
0: Catequiz question today, can you spot the error in what I'm about to say? When we receive Holy Communion, our Lord is truly present, body, soul, and divinity in the precious host, and blood, soul, and divinity in the precious blood that we receive from the chalice. What's the error in what I said? Well, the error is that I separated the two because our Lord is sacramentally present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in both the host and in the precious blood. So when you receive our Lord under one species, you receive the fullness of our Lord sacramentally present in the most holy eucharist and that's an important reminder for us whenever we go to receive holy communion which we do in a state of grace so if you're conscious of grave sin you need to go make a good confession because to receive holy communion in a state of mortal sin is to commit another mortal sin the sin of sacrilege and we tell you that because we love you and we care about you and we don't want you to be in a state of mortal sin by the way before the catech there a little fulton Sheen for you, and his birthday is coming up, so uh, let's uh, maybe pray through his intercession. May 8th is his birthday. While we're talking about that, we need to maybe start, you know, I always tell everybody the week of First Friday and First Saturday to make a plan to go to confession, but you know what? Let's think a week ahead, because it's very easy to go to confession. Almost every parish has confessions available on Saturday, and next week we're going to go make our First Friday and First Saturday devotions, so you might think about going to confession this weekend to help prepare for next week. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned.
3: A prayer for greater love of Jesus. O my Jesus, thou knowest well that I love thee, but I do not love thee enough. O grant that I may love thee more. O love that burnest ever and never failest, my God, thou who art charity itself, enkindle in my heart that divine fire which consumes the saints and transforms them into thee. Amen. May the sacred heart of Jesus be loved in every place.
0: It's time to stop on this Thursday for our daily dose of encouragement as we continue to look at the life of Blessed Solanus Casey with our good friend Patty
4: Schneier. We're unpacking the lessons we can learn from him, this man who died in 1957 and was beatified at Ford Stadium in Detroit in 2017, and over 66,000 people came to that beatification. An amazing man for our times. But I want to talk about today about the major event that actually led him to God. Granted, he was born in a holy family and all that, but had a normal childhood for the time. But here's what happened in his life in 1891. Barney Casey, that was his name, he was 21 years old, and he was a trolley conductor in Superior, Wisconsin. On a routine run through the dock area, Barney's trolley came to a sudden and unscheduled stop because a group of people were gathered on the tracks. Barney and his crew jumped from the car and ran up to the group, forcing their way to the center. And on the tracks lay a woman Brutally stabbed. Blood poured from the numerous knife wounds in her body as a drunken sailor bent over her and he was poised to stab her again. Before he could do so, however, the police arrived. They seized the knife and they led the guy away. The woman later died. The stabbing that Barney Casey witnessed that afternoon stunned him, absolutely stunned him. It made him aware of the violence and it pressed him to make a decision that he had actually been avoiding for months. Two days later, he visited his pastor and announced that he wanted to study for the priesthood. I am guilty of often thinking that the saints lived in such simpler times, better times, less violent times. But you know what? There is nothing new under the sun. And God uses it all to mold us, shape us right in the midst of this cruel world sometimes. The question is will we let Him? Will we let Him? Here he witnessed a stabbing, a violent death of a woman on the train tracks of a trolley. And that is actually what spurred him to enter the seminary. And I just want to end today with a frequent quote from Blessed Solanus Casey. His famous quote was, Blessed be God in all his designs. So maybe we can make that our own motto today. Blessed be God in all his designs. He uses the good, the bad, and sometimes even very, very strange circumstances in our lives to lead us closer to him.
0: Blessed be God in all of his designs. A great encouragement for us no matter what life throws our way on this Thursday. I have to tell you i'm still thinking about the dancing that uh, my daughter and her class did yesterday it's part of dancing classrooms and you know here's an idea for you maybe if you're looking for a good date with your spouse uh, go take a dancing lesson it'd be a lot of fun i i often think that beth and i should do that and then i get timid and scared so i'm going to pray for the courage to take my wife dancing we used to love to go dancing Uh, So that was before five kids when, uh, you know, babysitting was not quite such a premium. And soon our kids will be old enough to watch the little kids and we'll be able to go dancing again. But don't forget to have some fun out there in life. Life is hard. Life is serious work. Growing holy is serious. And it can uh, be one of those things that every now and then we need to remind ourselves that God has also given us fun to enjoy and to be holy. And uh, so recreation is a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, Pray for us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Craig Vasek is going to be with us. I had a chance to do an interview with him uh, earlier before today's show, and uh, he's going to be with us tomorrow. We'll have that interview for you on the show to talk about Eucharistic Revival. We'll also wrap up our conversation with Father Jeffrey Kirby, so tune in for that. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning, and as the Blessed Mother wants you and I to do, Each and every single day, friends, I'm here to remind you, pray your rosary today.